of giving that same old $10, up it, up the ante. Come on, somebody, up it to $20. Instead of giving that same old $20, why don't you up it to $50? Increase in your giving and let's excel in what God wants to do in this church because I believe God is doing great things and he's not going to stop, but the things are going to get greater and greater and greater and pretty soon you're going to be sitting by that family member that you've been praying for you're going to be sitting by your children that you've been believing god for you're going to walk into that house you're going to get the keys to your new home and walk into that house that you've been believing god for and so on for how many of you believe that god is going to release blessing and miracles in this house and i believe he's going to start with you and tonight, if you're ready to give tonight, then I want you to go ahead and lift up your offering to the Lord. And let's say a special blessing. And I want you to pray with me. That whatever you're believing God for, then you pray with me. As every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord Jesus, tonight we want to thank you for the opportunity to give, God. And we thank you, Lord, that this is a church that don't give up when it gets hard. We thank you that we excel, oh God, in prayer, in faith, in worship, but also in our giving. And I pray, God, that, Father, we, we're, we're a church that we want to be challenged to go to the next level, God. And I pray tonight that our faith would increase and our level of generosity, God, Father, would increase as well. Father, and I pray that you will continue to release blessing upon blessing upon every person in this place. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. And we all say amen, amen. You can go to pass the baskets tonight. Tested like a covenant of old. 
How many say this has been a year where you've learned to praise him, not only in the good times, but in the tough times as well? So why don't we go ahead and give him a, a real good praise tonight. Come on, give it up for the Lord tonight, everybody. Thank you, worship team. Also, let's give the worship team a great hand. They always do so well for us. Tonight, uh, before we get into the word, I'd like to acknowledge some important people that are here with us this evening. And uh, it's good to have uh, Brother Junior and his team in the UTC from Mexico here with us tonight. And you'll be seeing them more. We're going to be partnering with them more. And we're just excited to have them here tonight. And also, uh, two very important men that have really been a great blessing to our church. And many of you know we've been in a project working with uh, our electrical and some of the things that the building has needed. Very important things uh, uh, to move forward with the city's project in our community. And Brother Luis, he, he's one of the ministers all the way from Victor to Bakersfield with Pastor Norberto. And it's good to have him here. Can you just wave at everybody, Brother Luis? Can you wave at everybody? What a blessing. He heads up their Spanish department there in Victor Irish Bakersfield. But it's also good to have with us a young, quiet man. And, and, uh, but he's a great blessing, man. And many of you know his father. He ministered here just a few months ago. Uh, it's good to have uh, Brother Norberto Jr. here with us. And, you know, remember when you're hearing Pastor Norberto talk about the miracle in his son's life and how God healed him? Well, there he is. There he is. How many can give God praise for his healing power? Amen. Praise the Lord. But I'm glad you're here tonight as well. Look at two people tell me, you look great tonight. Praise the Lord. This evening, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to open up with me to the book of Joshua chapter 6. And tonight... Um, you know, I'm going to be ministering uh, this word. And, uh, you know, as, as the Lord has been giving uh, me more strength and strengthening me spiritually, strengthening me personally, also strengthening my wife um, and, and all of our children, God's been putting uh, specific messages in my heart. And um, tonight, um, I'm going to share with you one of those messages because I really believe that God's got great things in our life up ahead. But how many know before you can access what God has up ahead, sometimes you've got to clean up some things from your past. Amen. And tonight I know that this message may not be for everybody, but I certainly do believe that it is for somebody. How many know the word of God does not return void? Right? And so tonight, if you have Matthew chapter 6, I also want to thank those who are watching us online. Uh, thank you for tuning in today, wherever you're tuning in from. We thank God that you're tuning into our service. Joshua chapter 6. What? Joshua chapter 6. You're all wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I told you I'm not all the way there yet, but I'm getting there. Joshua chapter 6. You guys should know where it is. Beginning in verse 1. It reads this way. It says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. Notice here. None went out and none came in. 
Say that with me. Say, none went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I've given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once, then you shall do, and this you shall do for six days. The seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark, but the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpet. It shall come to pass when they've made a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all of the people will shout with a great shout. Notice here. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat. Look over at your neighbor tonight and tell them it's time for the walls to come down. All right. Shake their hand and then you can be seated. In this point of Israel's history, we find that they had successfully crossed the Jordan into the promised land. They had placed large memorial stones representing God's faithfulness, representing the closing of the old and the beginning of the new. And they have just appointed uh, through circumcision, actually, uh, appointing a new generation of young men who would help lead them into the promised land. But what they quickly begin to find out is that the promised land is not without its challenges. And when I talk about challenges, I'm talking about really big challenges. How many have ever faced some challenges in your life? Jericho was a city that they needed to conquer in order to advance into the next step. But let me say it this way, to order to get to the next level of their destiny as a nation. But what they came across and what they came up against was a city that was protected by enormous walls. The Bible says here in Joshua chapter 6 that the walls were very big, they were very large, it says that the city was securely shut up, that none went in and none went out. Say that with me, say, none went in and none went out. And it was vital for Israel to conquer this city in order to advance into the promised territory that God had for them. What God began to tell Israel was this, is that the victory over Jericho was not going to be accomplished in the natural it had to be done in the supernatural. It couldn't be done through natural means, but it had to be done through faith. Now, how many know that God has a great plan for each and every one of us? How many sense that within your life? In our ministry, Victory Outreach, we talk a lot about taking territory. We talk a lot about taking cities. We talk a lot about advancing into other nations. But might I propose to you that the strongest city you will ever have to take is the city with your name on it. Are you hearing me tonight? I have learned that through the course of a year, sometimes your life has a way of building up walls that keep you securely shut in. No one comes in, 
and no one comes out. Say that with me. No one comes in and no one comes out. It's amazing how through the course of a year, people who start out the year so open end up their year so shut up. End out their year so close. Somebody say stuff begins to happen. But here's what I've learned is that the walls we build for protection also keep us from advancement. If you're here tonight and you had a tough year and you've built up walls, remember that the walls that protect you from pain are the very same walls that keep you from getting to the place that God has called us to be. And here's why I say it to you, because I believe that God wants to move us forward into some new things within our life. I believe that there are promises ahead. I believe that there are not only powerful promises ahead, but here's what I want to say to you. There are powerful partnerships that are going to help us to accomplish the plan that God has within our life. There is a destiny ahead of you, but if we are not careful, those walls will keep us from accomplishing that destiny. That's why tonight I want to take a few moments to talk to you about breaking down spiritual walls. Because every single one of us as Christians will face a season in life where it really becomes difficult to do things that once were easy. Have you ever been there? Have you gotten to that point in your walk with God where it became difficult to do what once was easy? At one time, it was easy to come to church on Wednesday night. But then you went through some stuff, and now it's hard to come to church. On, come on, somebody, help me out. It was easy to lift your hands in church. Now it's hard to lift your hands in church. Can I, can I talk to you a little bit? It was easy to talk to people. But now when you come to church and you see that person you used to talk to, you won't talk to them no more. Talk to me, somebody. Life has a way of changing us. Life has a way of stealing our strength. Life has a way of making what used to be easy, now those things that were easy have become difficult because you begin to go through some trials and you begin to go through some situations that can literally change your priorities in life. They can cause you to work harder in certain areas. It might have been a year where you had to work harder on your marriage or you had to work harder on your family life or you had to work harder at work because finances weren't there and life has a way of creating pain and creating discomfort. Can I talk about it? And sometimes when that pain and that discomfort becomes so great, Instead of us running fast, we begin to slow down in the things of God. And there's some people that were slowing down in the things of God that now you've literally stopped in the things of God. Tell your neighbor, he's talking to you. You're going to face that season. You're going to face that season. And here's the thing about life is that sometimes we got to recognize that life doesn't take your total joy. Watch. It doesn't take your total joy, but it takes enough joy to make you sober and somber in the house of God. To the point where you might even look at some of the young people dancing at the altar and despise them. 
And they said, oh, their time is coming. <laughs> there was a time in your walk with God, watch this, where as you were moving forward, you led with your sword. You were killing devils. You were killing demons. You were advancing the kingdom of God, but then the devil hit you harder than you've ever been hit before. And now you don't lead with your sword, you lead with your shield. Mm, well, it's time to break down some spiritual walls in this place. Last week, I talked to you about how life can steal your praise. And here's what I said to you about that it's just a season. Say that with me. Say, it's just a season. And I'm not going to lie to you, man. You know that my wife and I and our family, we've been through a lot of stuff these last couple years and a lot of heavy trials these last couple years. But just the other day, we took our beautiful daughter, Charisma, into the doctor's office for her end of treatment consultation. And once again, they told us, you know what? There's no evidence of disease. She's healed. I look over at a little girl that's been healed by the power of God, that's been propped up by the prayers of God's people. I see her hair growing back. I see her getting stronger day by day. And I stop by on a Wednesday night to let you know what you are going through is not forever. This too shall pass. It is only a season. Touch your neighbor and tell them it's just a season. And that's why Victory Outreach San Diego, I came to tell you, don't get sour in your season. <laughs> because you can have a tough season, but some people never get back to the place where they ever regain their praise. And they never regain their strength. And they never regain the purity of their walk with God. Now, I know we talk about, you know, having a limp. Don't trust someone that, you know, doesn't have a limp, right? You know, if you want to, before you talk to me about your leadership, tell me about your scars. Can I hear an amen? And how many know sometimes God will break you? And how many know it's good when God breaks you? And how many know it's good to walk in, in church with a limp because we've been through some stuff and we've been tested and we've been tried and God has had to break us of some things. But friends, don't walk around uh, with that limp with a sour look on your face. Don't walk around uh, the house of God uh, saying, oh, look what the Lord done did to me. Come on, somebody. And what happens is, what God intended for our personal good, watch this, and for the good of the church, the breaking and the tough season, God intended that for our personal good. Say, my personal good. And not only for your personal good, but the breaking, he intended for the good of the church. In other words, we all benefit when you grow. Are you hearing me today? And what God intended for our benefit and for the church's benefit becomes bad because instead of 
keeping in the victory, we build up spiritual walls, watch this, from moving forward into the next thing that God wants to do in us, but mostly that God wants to do through us. How many of you believe that God wants to do some great things through your life? Come on and give him a praise tonight. So tonight, I just wanted to, for a few moments, talk to you about what are some of the walls that we need to overcome in order to move forward into our future. Number one, the first wall we need to overcome is we need to overcome the walls of rejection. Rejection. Rejection, friends, is something that is a part of life. I'm, I'm pretty confident to stand here tonight and tell you that some point in your life, you are going to experience rejection. And not only is rejection a part of life, but rejection is a part of the ministry. I think if you're called to the ministry, you should be ready to experience a lot of rejection. Even tonight, like I'm up here preaching and I'm trying my best and I'm prepared and, you know, I've been stressed out all day about this message and I've been, you know, really, and some of you are looking at me, rejecting me. <laughs> but I don't get hurt because I recognize that it's a part of life and it's a part of the ministry. What is rejection? Write this down. Rejection is when we want something more than it wants us. Now do you know if you've been rejected? See, when we experience rejection, we've got to be honest about the fact that rejection ushers in something called disappointment. And the problem that I see with many Christians in the modern church and especially with many young Christians, is that today we know how to deal with the victories, but we don't know how to deal with the disappointment set in when rejection happens. How many of you want to get stronger this year? How many want to grow to another level? Then you can't just know how to serve God when you're winning. Come on, somebody. You've got to learn how to serve God when disappointment begins to set in. Are you hearing me tonight? The problem with us, especially young Christians, is that we don't like to hear the word no. We don't like to hear the words no. But there are going to be some times in your life, my friend, where you're going to hear no. You're going to hear no. Maybe this year was a year where you have felt passed over by a few things. Maybe you went into this year saying, man, this is 2015's my year. 2015's my year. Woo! Man, I'm, I'm in January, you were pumped up. And then right when you started moving in 2015, all of a sudden, a few things that you wanted missed you. Maybe this was a year where you felt passed over by a few things. Maybe this was a year where you felt passed over by a few people. Might have even been 
people you depended on and people you looked up to and people that you really had a dependency on and people that you really wanted something from and you really wanted wanted it. You really wanted to do good this year. You really wanted to come into connection with them, but they kind of just passed over you. Maybe this is a year where you said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that step of faith and I'm going to apply for that job. And you, you applied for that job and you interviewed and they said no. Maybe you said, man, I need that bank loan. I need those finances to come in. And the bank said no. Maybe you were here today and you, said, yeah, and you really thought that they were going to ask you to lead that thing. And they were going to ask you for, to give you the promotion at work. Or they were going to say, it's your time to take the lead in the ministry. It's your time to, to come up. But instead of giving it to you, they gave it to someone else. And on top of it, they gave it to someone you hate. <laughs> come on, somebody. Why does God bless the people we hate? Because he just wants you to know that he's still God and he's, he's in control. Maybe this was the year where you said, I'm going to ask her out. I'm going to do it, man. I've been living pure. I've been living right. I've been praying like never before, and I'm going to do it. This is the time. I ask her to coffee, man. I'm going to do it. And you stepped out. She said, brother, talk to the hands. <laughs> Rejection doesn't feel good, does it? Rejection hurts, and what happens when we, when we face rejection, disappointment sets in. And sometimes when you are going through life and all you hear is no and you keep hearing no and you keep hearing no, no gets you to a point, watch this, where it takes a toll on your confidence. Mm, this is good preaching. But I've got good news for you tonight. Understand me when I tell you that every great leader has had to deal with rejection in their life. Every person of substance in this room tonight, every Christian that's been serving God, you know, for a little while, every leader that's having success, every business owner that their business popped this year, their marriage grew this year, their kids are getting saved, every person that is in a good season of their life has had to endure a season of rejection, a season of hearing no, but oh, it feels so good when that day comes and God says yes, and I've got good news for you tonight, Victory Average, your yes is on its way. When I think about a leader that faced rejection, I can't help but to think about one of the greatest leaders in our country, Abraham Lincoln. In 1816, his family was forced out of their home and he had to support the family. In 1818, his mother died. In 1831, his business failed. In 1832, he ran for state legislator and lost and he also wanted to go to law school. He was not accepted. In 1833, he borrowed money from a friend to begin a business. By the end of the year, he was bankrupt. He spent the next 17 years of his life paying off the debt. 1834, he ran for state legislator again, and he won. Great. 1835, 
He was engaged to be married. His high school sweetheart died, and he was heartbroken. 1836, he had a total nervous breakdown and was bed for six months. 1838, he sought to be Speaker of the State Legislature, defeated. 1840, sought to be the State Elector, defeated. 1843, ran for Congress, lost. 1846, ran for Congress again, and he won. Went to Washington and did a good job. 1848, ran for re-election, lost. 1849, sought the job of land officer in his home state, and he lost. 1854, ran for the Senate of the United States. 1856, sought the vice. He got less than 100 votes, lost again. 1858, ran for U.S. Senate again, and guess what? He lost. Oh, but in 1860, he ran for president of the United States. Became the greatest U.S. president that ever lived. You might be hearing no right now, but I've got good news for you. Your yes is on its way. And when you get your yes, it's going to be a sweet day in heaven and a sweet day on earth. And God is going to use your life in a mighty way. Woo. Touch your neighbor and tell him, wait for your yes. I believe it, your yes is coming. The second wall we need to overcome is not only overcome the walls of rejection, but if we're going to step into our future, we've got to overcome the walls of offense and hurt. We've got to overcome the walls of offense. How many have ever been offended? How many have ever been hurt? You know, walls in our life are built up. Hear me now. When we take our focus off of God and we place our focus onto people. When we take our focus off God. Young people, the more you serve God, the more it becomes challenging to keep your focus on him. And Hurt and offense happens when we take our focus off the Lord and we place our focus on people. And understand me when I tell you, my friend, that sooner or later, at one point or another, people are going to let you down. When people come up to you and say, man, pastor, so-and-so let me down, I feel like telling them, well, what did you expect? People are going to let you down. Some people are going to let you down by accident. And some people are just going to let you down on purpose. Why? Because they're people. Some people are going to break your heart. Some of you leaders, your disciples, they're going to hurt you. And you're helping them and you're serving them and you're praying for them and you're loving them and you're putting up with their baloney. And they're going to hurt you, and they're going to talk bad about you. Oh, yeah, you know, and I don't think you should, but they do. No matter what you do, they're going to hurt you. People are going to hurt you. And that's why a lot of Christians, let me go out and say it this way. That's why some of you here tonight, you have major trust issues. Can I talk to my church tonight? 
you got issues. You try you you have it tattooed on your body. Trust no man. You have it. Trust t- t- trust no woman. Hey neighbor, you got trust issues. When you get hurt, spiritual walls come up. You know, people are going to hurt you. I like to watch the Jungle Safari. How many of you like those shows, those documentaries about the Jungle Safari? I want to go on a Jungle Safari one day. I'm just throwing that out there. But when you take a look at the Jungle Safari, you know, you got the, you know, you got the giraffe eating the trees, the leaves in the trees. You have the baboons running around. And you got the rhino, the beautiful docile rhino and the hippopotamus and the alligator and the gazelles and the wildebeests. There's a general, on a general basis, there's a general order and peace to the landscape. I mean, if you look at the jungle safari, it's beautiful and there's like an order. And you got like the king of the beasts, the lion, right? You got the cheetah, and they're just chilling in the sun. And no one gets mad at them when they have to eat, because we got to live, right? Take me, I got to live. We got to live. Let me live. So every now and then, they wake up from their nap, and they hunt for dinner, and they eat their dinner. But there's a general order, except there's one animal in the jungle safari that nobody likes. Nobody likes this animal. His name is the hyena. And he's a diabolical scoundrel in the jungle safari. He goes around stealing everybody's food. After you're tired from making a kill, your little babies are going to come eat. Here he comes with his scoundrel self, taking your food, taking your kill. Hyena is, is hated by all the animals in the animal kingdom. And the reason they hate them is because they're wild. And they're scoundrels. And there's no order. They bring chaos wherever they go. It's peaceful. The, land, the jungle safari is peaceful. But when the hyena shows up, chaos begins to break out. They say that the hyena have really strong teeth. Their teeth are so strong that they can crush bone, and their stomachs are so strong that they can actually digest bone. You know what I hate about the hyena, hyena which is so sad and you know, makes it such a scoundrel, is that the hyena, when it makes a kill, it will actually eat its prey alive by eating it from the back. Doesn't give it the decency to at least choke it out. I begin to think about the jungle safari, and I begin to think about the church. You know, there's some scoundrels in the house over there. They come in and they bring chaos, and they bring fear. And they're, they're, the Bible says they're like, they're like um, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. In fact, you know what I'm going to say? There's, 
there's maybe one or two sitting here tonight. And all they can do is hurt you. And I want to let you know, Christians, that you're going to be hurt. You're going to go through life and sometimes people are going to hurt you. People are going to uh, do you wrong. I, I like what one preacher said. People are a trip. Black people are He said brown people are a trip. He said white people are a trip. He said that. I thought you'd laugh. People are a trip. But what happens to us is that we get hurt when we take our eyes off God and we put our eyes too much on people. How does hurt set in? Is this helping you? Okay, this is how hurt sets in. How does a season of hurt begin? Offense happens. Someone hurts you. Someone offends you. Someone says the wrong thing to you. Someone burns you, right? And it ruins your day. So now my day is ruined because you did something to me. Now, I, now I'm in a bad mood. I woke up in a good mood. Now I'm in a bad mood. Right? Because I'm hurt because you hurt me. But how does it continue? It's when what happens next is when we allow that day of hurt to turn into a week of hurt. Mm. Someone did you wrong and it messed up your day. You got into a meeting and it was a bad meeting and it messed up your day. Your leader dealt with you on something or your wife got mad at you or your husband got mad at you and it messed up your day. And it, okay, you had a bad day sleep and wake up and know that it's morning. But what happens with a lot of Christians is that a bad day turns into a and then a bad week turns into a bad month. When you came in after you'd been hurt that one day, you still had your smile, but after a week the smile's gone and after a month you're not singing songs anymore. So a bad day went turned into a bad week, and a bad week turned into a bad month, and then a bad month turned into three bad months. And now you're not coming to church. You don't want me to preach. Now they got to call you. Well, where's brother so-and-so at? Where's sister so-and-so at? Well, well, you know, they're not coming because someone, you know, hurt them. Well, I said, well, they should Well, they're not sitting in the front no more because somebody hurt them. Or they're not doing that Bible study anymore because somebody hurt them. Or, and then all of a sudden, a bad day turns into a bad week. And a bad week turns into a bad month. And a bad month turns into a bad three months. And then three bad months turns into a bad year. There's even some people that they've allowed something that happened that ruined their day not turn into a bad week, a bad month, a bad three months, a bad year. They turn into a bad ten years. You know who they are because when you talk to them, <laughs> you, you could be talking to them about the weather. You could be talking to them about the chargers. How, some way, they've been so hurt and offended that that conversation that started out about the weather 
in 10 to 15 minutes, it's going to so-and-so did that wrong, and this one burned. And you have people walking around the church that are walking around hurt and walking around offended. And they are, they've had a bad day and a bad week and a bad month. But there's some people that you're stuck in a bad year. You're stuck in a bad 10 years. And I stopped by on Wednesday night to tell you it's time to heal. It's time to get over it. Get over it, honey. He ain't coming back. He got a new girl now. He's already moved on. He was a hyena and he was a scoundrel. Don't look back. Look forward. God has something better for me. Come on and help me preach. Get over it, man. They hired somebody else. The door is shut. Don't go back. Don't cry. Don't start drinking again. Don't start cussing again. It's over. God must have something better in store. I trip out on these people in church. They say, Pastor, I'm going to talk to you, man. This leader hurt me. This leader hurt me. This leader hurt me. This person hurt me. They're not in the church no more, but I'm so hurt. I'm so hurt. Here's how I counsel them. I say, why are you thinking about them? Because they sure as heck ain't no longer thinking about you. I knew one guy that was hurt in the church by a leader, and he was walking around hurt in this church. Walking, you know, coming over. He walking around, he walking around. Oh, this leader hurt me. The leader wasn't even around them. Or one day I was hanging out with the leader that hurt him. And I said, you remember so-and-so? He said, who's that again? <laughs> Let it go. Let God heal you. Let God restore your heart. Let God do a new thing in your life. Let the spiritual wall come down and let healing begin in your life. Come on and give him a praise right now. I want to just get ready to close up. Give him a praise right now. Hallelujah. Now, let me just say this as I get ready to close. Did you get something tonight? You're going to need some relationships. You're going to need some godly relationships. We've been talking to our leaders. Say, man, why do some of our people struggle so much? And one of our leaders said, you know, Pastor, why are people struggle so much? Because they spend so much time building relationships with people in the world. They don't know how to have relationships in the house of God. They're modeling their marriage after someone at their job who's not even saved. They're modeling their life and making money with someone that doesn't even have a clue and is going to be bankrupt in a year. And they are trying to build with the wrong people around them. Can I just pass to you for a second? You know what some of us have to realize is that even though people aren't perfect, there are some relationships that you are going to need. Lean over at someone and tell them, I need you. Because we cannot get to the place, watch this, where God has called us to go until we first heal. That's the first thing. Some of you need to heal. Some of you have been holding on to stuff for a long time. Some of you have been holding on to bitterness and anger and fear and rejection for too long. And before you move forward, you've got to heal. Someone say, I've got to heal. And then secondly, you've got to learn, watch this, to fight for the relationships in your life that really matter. You've got to put up a fight. You've got to fight 
for friendships that really matter. Church kids, you got to fight for those friendships with those kids that you grew up in the children's ministry with because God has used them in your life to get to the place you are today. We as the people of God have got to determine in our heart who we need and who we don't need to get to the place God's called us to go. I saw this quote on Instagram. And I don't like to preach from Instagram, but this one was too good. It says, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. I'd rather have four quarters than, you know, how many of you, you know, have ever walked around with a hundred pennies in your pocket? It's uncomfortable. It's embarrassing. It's noisy. Pennies stink. You ever touch a penny? The dirtiest coin of all the coins is a penny. Four quarters is the same amount as a hundred pennies. And that just means is that I don't need a bunch of cheap people in my life to get the job done. It's too much work. They're too high maintenance. All I need is four few quality people to help me get to the... Come on, somebody. Sometimes when I'm going through a tough season, I picture myself as the guy that was on the stretcher who was paralyzed and he couldn't move and he was stuck in a place. But what did he have? He didn't have a hundred friends, but he had four friends that were willing to pick him up. And that's what you need. You need four friends that will be with you in the good times. Four friends that pray. Going somewhere for God. Serving the Lord with all their heart, mind, soul. I'm pre I don't need a hundred jokers in my life. Been there, done that. Man, I drop people on Facebook now. I just drop them, man. There was a time in my life, can I just be myself for a moment? There was a time in my life when I used to walk into rooms and wonder to myself, how many people in this room like me? That's all changed. Now I walk into a room and I say, how many of these people in this room do I like? Because I'm done with fake people. I'm done with people that are all talk and no action. I'm done with people that will smile in your face and talk behind your back. I got too many things going on in my life. I need people that are going to keep it 100, babe. They're going to keep it 100 with me. If you're happy with me, say it. If you're mad at me, say it. But stay by my side in the good times and stay by my side in the bad times and I'll be in your side as well. Come on and give God praise if you know what I'm talking about. I see some of you are mad. Put your pennies. Go ahead and stay mad, penny boy, penny girl. I'm looking for some quarters at Victory Outreach San Diego. Give four people a high five and said, I need four quarters. Come on, Matthew, come on. Can you just give the Lord a shout and a praise if you're getting this word? How many are getting their healing already? Say this with me. Say the walls are coming down. I just want to 
tell you the Bible says the same thing. Ecclesiastes 4 says two are better than one, three, four, cord is not, cord is not easily broken. Deuteronomy 32, 29 to 31 says how can one put a thousand to flight, two put ten thousand to flight, lest the Lord deliver them. Jonathan looked over at his faithful armor bearer, right? And they wanted to go into the Philistine camp, just them two, and take back what the devil had stolen. How many need to take back some things that the devil has stolen? I'm going to ask you one more time. How many need to take back some things that the devil has stolen? Well, let me tell you this. You don't need 100 pennies to do it. You don't need to win a popularity contest. Jonathan looked over at his armor bearer and says, it could be that the Lord could work a miracle for us. He says, for nothing hinders the Lord. Watch this. From saving by many or saving by few. In other words, God says, I don't need a whole army to get it done. I just need a couple people with heart. I just need a few people that have come into agreement about a thing. A few people that are 100 with each other. And we can see some walls come down. Can I hear an amen? The, the, the final thing is this, and this is kind of a weird point, but I just want to end with this. It's very important. We not only need to overcome the walls of hurt and offense, but lastly and finally, we need to overcome spiritual dryness brought on by defeat. How many have ever been defeated? And then once you got defeated, you got real dry. Talk to me. One thing I'm learning, and, and one thing I think we should all learn, and it's a good thing to share on Winning Wednesday, is that every person in here needs to learn how to take an L. Like, what's an L? Some of the older ones are like, what's an L, Pastor? I don't like that. L stands for loss. Just put an L. Just go like that. No, you're not a loser. Just look over at your neighbor and tell him, you know what? You got to learn how to take an L. The problem with young Christians and, and even some older Christians too. And, and let me just say this. The problem with gifted folk and inner city people are very gifted. The problem with gifted folk is that sometimes you think you're so gifted you should qualify for every endeavor. <laughs> or some of you know how to work the system so you're so gifted at working the system. Can I just speak truth? That you feel you qualify for every endeavor. And what happens in life is that even though you're working the system and you're gifted, sometimes you don't get what you think you're qualified for. And they tell you no. And you say what do you mean, no? How can you say no to this? It's your problem. Are you okay? Is your pastor telling the truth? 
God says, hold up a minute. You're not in control. And man is not in control. I'm the one who is in control. And sometimes you've got to learn how to function with an L on your piece of paper. You lost, bro. I know this is Winning Wednesdays. But you lost, bro. You lost, bro. You lost. Sister, you lost. You didn't get that one. You didn't win that argument, sister. Take the L. Don't try to get the last one. Take the L and keep on moving. Jesus sent out his disciples. He appointed them and he says, you're going to go out there. Don't take a knapsack. Don't take nothing with you. Jesus himself had just taken an L. He was trying to minister in a city. And the Bible says miracles didn't flow. And the people said, how could the carpenter's son be so powerful? Jesus knew how to take a L. He said, hey, the prophet has no honor in his hometown. He sends out his disciples, and, and he sends them out. He says, don't take a knapsack. Don't Mark 6, read it later. Don't do this and do that. He says, and when you go to a city, and if they don't receive you, what did he say? Oh, you're going to love this part. Come on, what did he say? Come on, leaders, what did he say? He said, shake it off. He said, dust off your feet, watch this, as a testimony to them and move on to the next city. And that's what some of you have got to learn how to do. You've got to learn how to take the L. You've got to learn how to say, okay, I must not be wanted there, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't want me. I'm going to shake it off and I'm going to move on to the thing that God has called me to do. Can I hear a good amen? Can I hear a praise the Lord in this place? problem is that some of you are staying in the city and that's why you're frustrated that's why you're mad bruh you're mad bruh you're mad because you're trying to force something that God says that's not for you but just because that's not for you it doesn't mean that I don't have something better and bigger and more powerful for your life and I believe there's some of you right now that before you come to this altar, you've got to determine in your heart that you're not going to let those walls surround you no more. And there's some of you here tonight that before you come to this altar, you've got to determine in your heart that, yes, you've been through some things in 2015, but you're going to shake it off and you're going to get ready for the new opportunities that God has for you in a brand new year. And I came to prophesy to some of you, it gets better. This too shall pass. It's only a season, but you got to come out of that season and you got to let those walls begin to fall and you got to forgive somebody and you got to let go come on lift up your hands in this place right now you got to let go I want you to start cleaning house spiritually right now we're going to end like this start cleaning house spiritually start letting go of those letting go of those hurts letting go of those pains letting go of those things that people said to you those seeds, those negative seeds that they planted on you, those, those times that they stonewall 
called you and they rejected you and you felt rejected in the house of the Lord and it made you feel weird and they said you weren't a good father and they said you weren't a good mother and your kids are always rebelling against you and you felt rejected by them. I want you to let it go right now. I want you to let those walls begin to fall because God's got a great plan for your life. Those disciples that turned on you, let them go. Those people that stabbed you in the back, let them go. Those situations that happened, let it go. That person that hurt you, let it go. And if you're ready to let those walls come down, I want you to come to this altar right now. And I want you to say, I'm not going into this new year with these walls around me. I've got God's got a plan for my life. God wants to use me. God wants to anoint me. Come on and let it go. God's doing a new thing. God's not done with you, my friend. Don't hold on to the past. Don't hold on to the pains. Don't hold on to the hurts. Don't hold on to the situation. I know it was hard. I know it didn't feel good. But God says, I used it to build you. I used it to make you. I used it to mature you. Oh, if you're watching us online, open up your heart and let those walls begin to fall. Come on, fill these altars. Everybody take a step forward. There's many people coming. Take a step forward, please. Come on, let those walls begin to fall down. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. Serving God doesn't always feel good, my friend. I know it hurt. I know it was difficult. I know it was hard, but God says, I'm working in your life. I'm preparing you. I'm molding you. I'm shaping you. I'm building you. I'm preparing you. I'm going to take you to places you never thought you could go. I'm going to do things that you never thought I could do. I'm going to use you in ways you never thought I could use you. Come on, lift up those hands in this altar. That's it. Let those walls come down, my friend. Let those labels come off of you. All those names they called you. They called you a loser. They said you'd never make it. You've allowed those things to direct your path. It's time to let it go. They called you backslider. They called you sinful. Come on and let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You're a child of the living God. You're a child of the living God. Let those labels fall off of you. You're not dumb. You have the mind of Christ. And Christ is not dumb. Hey! They called you a liar. They called you a cheater. They said you'll never change. Come on and let it go. God's powerful. He can change anybody. And he's changing you right now. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I feel God in this place. I feel like walls are falling down right now. I feel like walls are falling down right now. Let those walls begin to crumble.
just shake it off tonight. Come on, shake it off tonight. For your pleasure, for your pleasure, I And you are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. Oh, let him begin to heal you tonight. Let him begin to heal you at this altar. those tears begin to flow. Let him heal you tonight. 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 By your will. By your will. Your perfect will. Yes, Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost is healing people tonight. The Holy Spirit is healing. Many of us tonight. Oh, let him heal you. Let him heal you. Let him heal you. You're worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Let him heal you. Let him heal you tonight. Oh, let him heal you. Let him heal you. Let him heal you. Yes. Now play it on the instruments and just lift those hands and let the healing balm begin to touch you. Spend time with your Father. Spend time with your Heavenly Father right now. Let Him embrace you. Let Him wrap His arms around you. Spend time with him right now. He's healing families at this altar right now. He's healing sons and daughters. He's healing daughters and sons. He's healing mothers and daughters. Spiritual sons and daughters. Brothers and sisters in the Lord. Brothers and sisters in life right now. Husbands and wives. Oh, let him heal you, let him heal you, let him heal you, let him heal you. Oh, let him heal you right now. I know it's been hard at times, but let him heal you, let him touch you. Oh, those hurts that we carry. See, I'm not going to leave this church with those hurts any longer. I'm going to leave them at the altar. I'm going to leave them at the altar tonight. I'm going to leave them at the place of exchange. Beauty for ashes tonight. Beauty for ashes tonight. Oh, I'm going to leave those hurts at this altar right now. 
Husbands and wives, don't disagree. Come into agreement. I know it's not easy, but come into agreement tonight. Oh, it's the Christmas season. God wants to restore. God wants to heal families tonight. God wants to bring those kids home. He wants to bring those grandchildren home. This is the time of healing in our church. This is a time of healing in our life. Lift up those hands right now. Oh, heal our families, Lord. Heal our homes, oh God. Patch up people tonight, oh God. Heal our leaders. Heal our disciples, God, right now. Oh, this is a time of healing. This is a time of healing. I feel God is healing right now. He's healing. Oh, heal us, oh Lord. Heal us, oh Lord. Pastor Victor, join me on stage, please. Come on, speak in tongues right now. Oh, healing, 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 restoration. Come on, let him heal you, let him heal you, let him heal you, let him heal you. I hope they're still showing this online. Let him heal you, let him heal you. Come on and pray healing. Just, just let the Lord use you. Father, we stand on your word, oh God. And Father, we pray right now for healing, oh God. God, we pray for every past hurt, Lord. Lord, we pray, God, that you would begin to mend right now. God, that you would begin to mend hearts, Lord Father. We pray, God, Lord Father, for your hand, oh God, to be upon every heart right now. And that you would begin to heal and mend every broken heart, oh God. Every peace, Lord Father. You know, Lord Father, what we go through. And Lord, I pray right now, God, that you would begin to heal. Oh, God, I pray right now for the one that feels shattered and that feels crushed, Lord Father. Oh, Lord, I pray for the one, Lord Father, that has been hurt from a family member or possibly, Lord Father, someone in the ministry, God. Lord, it's all under the blood in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we put it all under the blood in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, we pray right now for the things that have tried to eat at us and the things that have tried to conquer us. Oh, God, we dust ourselves off. And, God, we thank you for the word that you've given through our pastor. We receive it, Lord Father, and we will run with it, Lord Father. We will no longer allow, Lord Father, the things that are tying us up to slow us down. But, Lord, we will advance in this race, oh God. We will run in this race, oh God. Oh God, we pick up, Lord Father, ourselves, our family, our wives, and we look to the author, the finisher of our faith, and we run towards you, oh God. Oh Lord, I pray over our 2016 in the name of Jesus. I pray that our 2016, that we would leap, oh God, that we would run, oh God. I pray that we would begin to run and not grow weary and not grow faint, but God, that we would pursue the perfect will of God and that we would begin to run with ex excellence, oh God. I pray that we would run with excellence, oh God. I pray right now, God, that we 
would begin to pursue you like never before and pursue your presence. I pray for an appetite for your word. I pray for an appetite to read your word. I pray for an appetite to spend time with you in the morning, oh God. I pray, God, against any spiritual dryness and any spiritual numbness. Oh God, I pray that this Lord, that tonight and this morning we would wake up with such an appetite to get into your word, oh God, and that we would be nourished, oh God. The healing will be a process, but Lord, we know that your word will nourish us and cause us to get stronger and stronger and stronger in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would move in our lives, oh God, and I speak of our 2016, oh God. These things, Lord Father, will no longer hold us down. We will not look to these things anymore, but we will look to you and we will run to you in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on and thank you for those, his healing power all over this place. Come on, lift up those hands and begin to thank him. Begin to thank him for his healing power all over this place. I see walls falling all over this place. And how many know, church, the best is yet to come in our life. The best is yet to come. And, and, and tonight I, I, I share this word. How many felt that word was for them? Amen. They receive this. I believe that this Christmas, this Christmas holiday, I believe the way we're going to finish this year out is going to be the strongest finish we've ever had in this church. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? The strongest. And, you know, when we were in our darkest times, darkest moments, all we could say is, God, you must be up to something. You must be up to something in our life. And I'll tell you, God sure is. He really is. And tonight, I, I know that there's some of you that, you know, you've been through a lot. You faced many trials, not only this year, but throughout your life. And, you know, you say, well, how do I, how do I act now? How do I act, Pastor? How should I act? You know, when, when you have an altar like this and walls come down, well, the first thing you have to be careful is not to act proud. Pride keeps you in a place of protection because it won't move until it figures out what's going on in your life. But how many believe that this word has broken pride and broken those walls down? But the second thing I believe, and I was thinking about this when I was ministering to a guy in our church, actually I think he's here tonight, who served in the war in Iraq. And then he came back and he was really going through a lot. And I just shared with him, I said, you know, you have scars, battle wounds. And how many know life will give you battle wounds, gives you scars? 
choice of how you're going to show those scars. You could show them with anger. And like, well, you know, look what I've been through. And, you know, life has been hard for me. And, you know, I don't trust anybody. And you could walk like that. But how many say, I'm not going to walk like that? Or you could walk with those scars and say, you know what? God has been faithful to me. Right? I've been through a lot. I've faced a lot of trials. I've been through a lot of stuff. But I'm still here because God has been faithful to me. And to me, those scars are like medals you get in the army. You know, when you get shot in the army, they give you a medal called the Purple Heart. So whenever you wear that Purple Heart, they say, that brother uh, was shot or something happened to him. And uh, they wear that with honor. That's a, that's a badge of honor. And so what we need to do as we go into this new year is don't go in with those hurts like, oh, poor me, but go in with those hurts and say, you know what? I've been through some stuff, but God has been faithful to me. And if he was faithful in the past, he'll be faithful in the future. Come on, give God a good praise. Amen. Amen. So tonight, listen, uh, what a good night. This, this is great. This church is on fire. Amen. And uh, I want to just thank God for you. And um, uh, on Sunday, we'll be back. We have a big Sunday plan, regional service at night. In the morning, we'll be launching out our El Cajon church. And if you have family in El Cajon, is El Cajon in the house tonight? All right. Um, you know, start inviting them to the church out there. Praise God. But why don't you turn around and give some hugs out, some handshakes. And um, I'm believing that this Christmas is going to be the greatest Christmas. And all of our kids are going to get saved. And we're going to start seeing some miracles. Amen? All right. Listen, we love you. Be safe. Be vigilant. Be in prayer. And we're going to sing a song of victory. And you can consider yourself dismissed, everybody. God bless you.